Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Faithfully Memphis. We are here today to interview um, someone who is working in youth ministry, just like myself and my co-host. Uh, my name is Gabby Munn, and I work for Calvary Episcopal Church in downtown Memphis, right on 2nd and Adams. And I am the youth director there, and I'm here with Carter. Carter? <laughs> Hello, my name is Carter Webster. I also work as a youth minister here in Memphis, Tennessee at Church of the Holy Communion at the corner of Walnut Grove and Perkins, attached to St. Mary's Episcopal School. And I am super honored and excited to be hosting Faithfully Memphis today and um, to share a little bit about different ways that youth ministry is happening in Memphis. Before we got started, Carter and I were kind of talking about how we got into youth ministry. Uh, and we both noticed that we have a common theme that runs through it. And it's we went to summer camp as kids, and that was our first exposure to youth ministry. We thought that was a really cool um, shared experience that kind of led us to youth ministry. Yes. Gabby is from the Diocese of Mississippi, and I am from Tennessee, and I'm from Memphis. I grew up um, in this diocese, actually. So we have had a lot of fun in our friendship outside of youth ministry, just getting to share stories, um, learned experience, shared experiences from camp. And it just keeps coming back to always, you know, we're all just doing the same thing. And it's neat that um, we're, we're here because of the same reasons in a way. I think we can both agree that those years were very formative for us. And we probably would not be sitting here hosting this podcast if it wasn't for summer camp. So this is just our plug for camp. And <laughs> um, that's where it all began for us. So um but a little bit more about us. Like I said, I am from Memphis. I grew up actually at Calvary where Gabby just mentioned that she worked. So we have a lot of neat crossovers and um, I grew up here, went to school here and then um, started working at Holy Communion in 2018. And I work with youth who are sixth through 12th grade and we um, do a lot of fun stuff, talk about God and just trying to form disciples at a young age and that is um, that is what we're doing. What about you, Gabby? Well, like Carter said, I grew up in Mississippi. I grew up in South Mississippi in Hattiesburg. Um, I grew up going to summer camp and attending diocesan youth ministry events at camp and at parishes across the states. Um, I took my first youth ministry job right out of college, and then it was supposed to be a gap year, and it turned into a full-time ministry that I pursued, and it brought me up to Memphis. And it's been so wonderful to be in the Diocese of West Tennessee and getting to know new people and just throwing myself into Memphis. I love it here. I love it so much. Um, and it's just been really cool to see that the church is bigger than any certain diocese. It's bigger than any certain Paris. It's a universal church, and it's been so wonderful to get to know people um, For sure. here in Memphis. Gabby and I started our work at Holy Communion and at Calvary right about the same time um, in 2018. So we have really come a long way from our first meeting, but aside from that, we I just want to say that I personally love that this is like that we're getting to do this together and we have a lot of fun in the ministry, but it's also 
I could not imagine doing this job without other people in the diocese to lean on and support me and, you know, just to riff off ideas. We call each other like a lot during the week just to say, uh, what are you doing for this? Or, you know, do you have you ever tried this at a youth group? You know, so um, that alone. But it also just makes for a really special friendship and um for that, I'm just very grateful. So, and we're excited to be doing this together. At least I am. Absolutely, I am too.
everything If you were to come up clean See you shine so bright In this world of woe And they will pay us all in fame Though that is not why we came And if it compromises truth Then we will go We came for salvation We came for family We came for all that's good That's how we'll walk away We came to break the bad We came to cheer the sad We came to leave behind the world a better way So the next portion of the Faithfully Memphis podcast that I want to introduce is something that we've been doing called Saints of the Day, where um, different saints are talked about, and it's just a special way to recognize the saints who are maybe in our lives or that we're celebrating on different feast days. Um, But we wanted to start out, Gabby and I did, talking about two saints, or saints in our own lives who have been a part of why we're here now um the people kind of outside of outside of our own lives and who have supported us and guided us and who are those either images or people that ear that phone call who was like you should probably try youth ministry out um and for me that person is actually my grandmother um to me she's nana but to other people she was pity pat she passed away um in 2013 but growing up and all those formative years, that was the person I went to church with who kind of introduced me to the importance of just having, honestly, to put it really candidly, a solid faith and just what that means. And um, she was obviously a lot more of that, a lot more than that to me personally. But um, grandmothers are special people. And I just wanted to recognize that because she is a saint. um, And she, I think about her a lot. And I truly, you know, her she was a minister in my life. And so um, I just wanted to recognize my Nana and um, she was a member at Calvary her whole life. And I was down there every Sunday and would not have been going on my own if it wasn't for that person. Um, and then she was the reason I started going to summer camp and um, many other things, but I am thankful for that, for that saint. and. Um, for, for my Nana. So that is the saint who got me here. What about you, Gabby? Um, the saint that comes to mind when I think about the person who guided me into full-time youth ministry is someone that I refer to as my best friend slash mentor. Her name is Whitney Robinson, and she worked for the Diocese of Mississippi, but she was the person who sent me a Facebook message right before I graduated college and said, hey, what are you doing next year? And I was thinking, oh, my plans just changed. I actually don't really know. And she said, maybe you should consider applying for this job and sent me a sent me information about a job out in Madison, Mississippi at a church called Chapel of the Cross. And she said, just consider it. Even if you could do it for a year, that would be amazing. And that one Facebook message really was the reason that I 
called Chapel of the Cross and took the job for a year and now am in love with youth ministry and um, ministry in the church. And she's always been such a wonderful example of lay leadership in the church, someone who really gets it in my mind and is always there to answer a call when I have a question and I have a million questions. I think if you went back on our text thread, it is always me asking her questions and advice, but I'm so thankful that she always answers the call. Um, and she kind of called me to ministry and I'm so thankful for her. When we thought about different saints we could choose for saint of the day, there's obviously the people in our lives that we view as saints, but then we were thinking about, okay, well, is there a saint that when we think about youth ministry and what goes into youth ministry that comes to mind? And um, in youth ministry, you're always kind of on the go. You're running to Walmart, you're running across town, you're running to schools, you're taking kids on service trips, you're doing lock-ins, you're always, you're going and going and going. Uh, And when I was growing up, when we would start on a trip, my parents would always put a St. Christopher medallion in a car or on a necklace that we would wear. Uh, St. Christopher is the patron saint of travelers. And so we thought that he would be the perfect saint for us to recognize today. His feast date is also coming up on July 25th. So on July 25th, think about all the travelers in your life. Um, But it seemed fitting for St. Christopher to be our patron saint today as we travel around Memphis and talk to youth.
are so excited to have Gerard Gunter with us today. Gerard has been a youth pastor in Hickory Hill for over a decade. For the last few years, he's been leading a nationwide movement called Riot Starter, which engages teens to be agents of change in their community. In the last year, he has traveled all over the country, speaking to thousands of teens and college students as a keynote speaker at major youth and young adult conferences. While his work is explicitly Christian, the topics he tackles with young folks like self-esteem, bullying, social change agents, and the artists he engages along the way are not. Welcome, Gerard. We are so happy to have you with us. Um, Thank you for being here. No, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted to start off and give you a moment to just share kind of your story, your path, how you have um, kind of paved the way and gotten to this point and um, learn a little bit more about you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, not originally from Memphis, uh, moved here uh, from Tampa, Florida. Um, Well, I went to uh, school out in East Tennessee, went to school out in East Tennessee. Uh, I was a a athlete, ball player, played ball out there, and uh, uh, my agent was here in Memphis. And so uh, just started... um, was out here playing ball and uh, end up meeting uh, my wife, uh, well, my girlfriend at the time. But um, and so uh, she was actually involved in church. I wasn't really a church guy, and so I did what any guy would do. I joined the choir because I was like, "Yo, if she's in church, I'm going all the way in." So, um, man, joined the choir at uh, our current church and um, was just uh, man, just going to church, being faithful and. Um, uh, my background is in uh, marriage and family therapy, and uh, uh, I was asked a couple times to, to uh, be a part of the youth ministry. I actually uh, worked at uh, youth villages here uh, in Memphis, um, and um, so uh, I had some background in youth, but uh, just never really liked ministry. And so um, uh, I think they asked, yo, would you be a part of the youth ministry? And I was like, nah, I kind of work with students all day. I'm, I'm good. I don't want to do that. Um, so a year passed. Uh, they come back. It's like, yo, can we do you, you know, we think you could really help us in youth ministry. And so uh, I think at that moment I said, yeah, I'll do it. And uh, but I wasn't the youth guy. I was just one of the volunteers, so to speak. Well, not a volunteer. I was kind of like a paid volunteer. But I actually uh, was a part of a uh, a ministry here called uh, Urban Youth Initiative, mm-hmm. uh, which is now I think Soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I went through that program uh, as I was serving in the youth ministry, uh, and then um, eventually uh, the youth pastor uh, they transitioned him out, and uh, they called me and said, "Hey, we want you to be the youth guy." And I'm just like, are you sure? Because like, I'm just a football player, like I just, and, um, but I could remember uh, saying, uh, well, look, I'm going back home to Florida and um, uh, for the weekend. And when I get back, I'll let you know, right? So um, I go home, it's 4th of July weekend. We hang, having a good time. And um, the next morning uh, I'm sitting on my sister's doorstep um, and I hear the spirit say, um, why do you want this? Because I'm an athlete, I'm competitive, so you know I just want to, you know, always, you know, and um, and it says, if you want this to be better than the guy before you, don't take it, right? And um, I could just just remember responding, um, no, I want this because I want students to know that they're free now and not when they're 35. And um, I came back to Memphis and I've been rocking ever since. Wow. That's really amazing. Go ahead. That is, that is wonderful to hear. Um, there are so many things that I think that we've been given the opportunity over the pandemic 
to reevaluate our why question. Mm. Why do we do something? Are we doing it just because we've always done it? Or is there a good why? Mm. And it's awesome to hear that you very clearly answered the why behind youth ministry really early on. And I think it's something that people don't do early enough sometimes. Yeah. And so that's yeah. that's awesome and a really healthy way to enter youth ministry. Yeah, man. Yeah. Scary way, but at least you know why you're doing it. Like so, but nah, it's been it's been really cool. It's been really fun. Um just seeing uh youth ministry from a different perspective. Um I got a chance to sit back and look first, um and just say, Yeah, I would do that different or I you know, um and so yeah, it was really cool. Really cool. I know we mentioned um, traveling and different conferences, and before we got started this afternoon, you were even telling us a little bit about you just got back from a conference. So um, I would just love to know more about how that is kind of incorporated in your work and how it relates to the ministry here in Memphis. And it just sounds like you're really growing it so big. And I um, would love to know more about that. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I I do um, or participate in is a ministry called Dare to Share. Mm -hmm. Um, And Dare to Share is a a national ministry that uh, that um, equips and uh, mobilizes teenagers uh, and college students to share the gospel. Right. I think one of the biggest things, um, you know, we find in in youth ministry is um, uh, in every area of their life, kids have mission. Right. Um, And youth pastors are trying to fight with students on, hey, come to youth group, make sure you hear youth group. But kids have, you know, baseball practice and softball practice. And and what we recognized was um, in every area of those those things, they had a mission in baseball practice. There's a mission in football practice. There's a mission. Uh, If you're a cheerleader, you got a mission like you want to get on ESPN and show spirit fingers, you know, at Disney World. Like that's the mission. Right. Um, But oftentimes in churches our mission was to come play dodgeball and eat pizza Mm -hmm. and that was cool for a little while but we started seeing that that wasn't enough to keep them engaged into youth ministry so we said what's the mission well we know we have the greatest commission that's ever been given um, and that's the great commission to go and make disciples of all people and so what we decided, like, yo, like, what if we just decided, hey, let's equip them on the mission. And youth group now is no longer just a place, just a place to have fun, but it's also a place to be equipped so you can go do the mission. Right. So you can use your schools as a mission field. So you can use your, your, your classrooms as a place where you can share the gospel and equip. And so it was no longer about me being the superstar youth pastor. It was like, OK, how do I equip these students to now go be, you know, change agents at their school instead you know many youth pastors are like hey you just bring them you group and and we'll share the gospel like nah like what if we just put put it in their hands and now we create more disciples and they actually go do it at schools and so man that 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 movement really just really began to change how we saw youth ministry it was no longer about the youth leader but about the students and so putting the gospel in their hands we saw you know youth ministry change from just being a place to come hang out to more like yo like okay so you said that I'm gonna have to go do this, so let me see what this is. This this whole mission is about. So, um, and so that became something. Just being able to travel and share that message with students uh, across the country, um, because again, mission is in their DNA already. Uh, why not give them the greatest mission? Uh, kids don't need, you know, they don't need passion. They already got that, right? Uh, God has put that there. What they do need is permission um, for, you know, for a mission. Absolutely. And I think uh, one of the things in youth ministry specifically that you sometimes don't get to see is um, paths 
past youth ministry, right? We plant all of these seeds and we hope one day that they sprout and they are still passionate and they are living out their values and they're being the hands and feet of Jesus, not just in middle school and high school, but in their next phases in life. Mm. Um, and you don't always get to see it, right? Because when you're in youth ministry, you're focused on the kids in front of you and you know you hope for it and it can come in five years, 10 years, 15 years, you just never know, mm. right? Has there ever been uh, a time that you want to share about where you have seen a seed be planted in a kid um, and see them just flourish past youth ministry? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think what's been so cool is, you know, when you when you give students uh, a mission, like when you give them the cause of Christ, um, again, it's no longer about just youth ministry. Now, um, I'm a disciple past youth ministry. And so now my role uh, is to make disciples whether I'm 17 or 70. And so uh, I've seen students like literally leave, go off to college, do that for it, and now come back. And now they're, uh, they're on our teaching team. Um, um, they're, they're teaching uh, and they're equipping other disciples uh, to make disciples. Uh, one of our students is now, she's a uh, uh, she's a national speaker, Jordan Green. Um, she's uh, uh, she was really uh, instrumental during the time during the pandemic where she was um, uh, leading activist calls. And um, but this young lady is 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 serious about the gospel and sharing that uh, with her friends. Uh, and so she's one of our teaching our teaching leaders and just seeing her grow uh, to be somebody in her generation that has a voice um, and that's willing to definitely do this past. Um, you know, uh, just what she's learned in youth ministry, but recognize that, like, yo, this is what, this is who I am, um, and this is not just because, you know, PJ's gave me some pizza or something like that. Yeah. No shade to pizza, but pizza is <laughs> right. dope. Like, we need to keep pizza <laughs> in youth ministry. It, it is good. <laughs> right. But, you know, like, youth can get pizza anywhere. They can go <laughs> right. to any Especially kind of in Memphis. club. <laughs> they can get pizza, and they can play dodgeball. But when we ask her questions, what can we as the church specifically give and equipped our youth with, I think you're, you hit the nail right on the head. We equipped them with this knowledge and the confidence to be able to share their own story because they do want to share what they're passionate about with their friends. You know, they talk about baseball with their friends. You know, they talk about their clubs they're in with their friends. Why should this be any different if they're mm. passionate and they see their values lived out yeah. in the church? So good, so good. Yeah. In true youth ministry fashion, uh, we have some icebreakers we want everyone okay. at this table to answer. Um, what would it be a youth ministry conversation about Gotta have it. without some icebreakers? Sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> so our first question for everybody is, um, if you could be in any place outside in Memphis, where would you be? Oh, you go first. <laughs> um, if I could be any place outdoors in Memphis, I would probably be on the Green Line, um, the part of the Green Line over like in Shelby Farms. It kind of makes me feel like I'm not in Memphis anymore, but then I'm like, oh, this is, I'm in Memphis, so beautiful. And um, it's just peaceful. And uh, my, where I live currently actually backs up to the Green Line. So it's nice that it feels close to home, but um, I can just go a few miles and feel like I'm in a different, area that is very quiet and um i enjoy that but memphis has a lot of great outdoor oh, yeah. outdoor places but that that's the first place that comes to mind i i got a bike in the pandemic so um mm. i like to be outside on the bike sometimes but um the green line is a great place to do that so 
Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So the question is outside in Memphis? Outside in Memphis. If you have to be outside in Memphis, where do you want to be? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to say, and this is, you may not notice this part, but it's, it's Hinton Park. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like an isolated park in Memphis, but uh, a lot of people don't know about it. But it's like a beautiful park. Uh, now that I've mentioned that, everybody's going to be there now. And uh, But um, no, it's just a real quiet park. It's kind of serene. And I kind of go out there, like run, work out, and you know, sometimes prayer walks. But uh, yeah, I just, love, I just love that space. You know, it's not overly populated. Sometimes Shelby Farms is just like, man, I might as well stay home. It's a lot of people. Yeah. You got you to gotta dodge the bikes and the rollers and the runners. Yeah. Um, Shelby Farms is dope. You know, shouts out to Shelby Farms. But uh, I like Hinton Park. Mm-hmm. Real cool park. Get very serene, and you can play disc golf out there. Oh, yeah! I may have to go there. Yeah, hate my disc. I may see you. (laughs) (laughs) I think if I could be anywhere, so I don't own a dog, but my roommates have dogs, which is really convenient for me. I would probably be in the shady part of Overton, Uh, and you really kind of feel like you are in the woods, and you're right in the middle of Memphis. It's one of my favorite um, kind of breaks from reality. You feel like you're walking in the woods with your roommate's dog. <laughs> yes. That's what's up. <clears throat> Do you have any other icebreakers for us, Gabby? Hmm, you know I always have more icebreakers. <laughs> um, if you were a raindrop, where would you fall? Oh. If you could fall anywhere, if you were a raindrop, where would you fall? I think I would fall somewhere that I have not been before. Mm. Um, just, you know, I would just would love to land somewhere like in Italy would be great. Um, just, you know, let that raindrop just take me away. Um, I There's a lot of places that I haven't traveled to and I love, you know, traveling but just haven't had the opportunity. So um, if I was that raindrop, I'd probably just, you know, land where I fell and hope that it was somewhere new. <laughs> yeah. See, you changed my mind now. I was going to think of somewhere close too, but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm feeling like like maybe the rainforest of Brazil yeah. somewhere like if What's I could go anywhere <laughs> just drop there yeah. drop me right there <laughs> right I think that would be yeah thanks for that yeah <laughs> I appreciate that I think if I could fall anywhere I would fall in Alaska because I'm a huge fan of daylight all the time hmm. if we could never have nighttime I think I would be really happy um, the sunset's so late there just drop me in Alaska we'll have daylight from 5 a.m. to 2 a.m. and I will be the happiest person on the planet. Yo, is it really daylight all the time? For a lot of the year, but they also have a lot of dark uh, nighttime too for a lot oh, okay. of the year, right? So they kind of have a trade-off. Oh, okay. But, oh, um, I learned yeah. something. Drop me in Alaska, everybody. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> so um, a big part of this job that I think, especially in the last year, I've been thinking about is just how to, you know, we all do this job and we work in churches and are truly our job is to share the gospel and be these examples of God, but it can be hard to sustain our own faith during Mm. all of that because I think we spend so much time when we're at church, we're at work. Mm. And um, another thing that I talk to Gabby and our other youth minister colleagues about a lot is just, 
you know, what are y'all doing to do that continuing spiritual growth in your own life, whether it's for work or outside of work in our personal lives. Um, and so for me, I really have to like schedule that time out if I'm being honest and say like, you know, if I'm going on a walk this afternoon, that, that walk is going to be a little more intentional than just a stroll or I'm going to actually go sit outside and the end of the work day, I'll just, I'm going to spend that reading. Um, I'm not anywhere close to perfect at all, but I think it's important for us to talk about that. And so I was just curious, Gerard, um, how do you kind of sustain your own faith um, outside of being a youth minister? Yeah, man, I, I think um, one of the things that uh, I can honestly say, I don't really owe this to myself, but my, my senior pastor is really big on uh, ensuring that we have rest mm. um so actually friday is really like our sabbatical mm -hmm. like you know um not like you do we always make it a yeah. point to be like yo let's let's pray let's rest. no <laughs> um but uh but I've, I've come to know i've come to appreciate that a little bit more um that that's a that's a really important day and really man really taking mental health days for myself and mm -hmm. just saying like yo like i really uh, I'm just not gonna be. It's okay not to answer my phone, and and you know, a youth ministry is almost like I gotta answer it because yeah. it could be. But um, yo man, um, they got a savior, and I'm not it, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and we have to re you know remember that 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 God loves them, and He has all of this in control, and all things are working for the good of them that love Him. And that means there's sometimes that I have to you know step away and let Him do what He does. You know, He doesn't need me. Uh, I'm just a part of His you know His mm -hmm. plan. So. Um, but yeah, I think rest is so important, and uh, and one of those things is really being being okay with saying, um, hey, that doesn't work for me. You know, um, I know we want to do and be available for people, um, but I've learned how to say no in a nice way. Yeah. You know, hey, that doesn't work for me. Yeah, um, they're like, did he say no? Or is he coming or not? No. So, um, but yeah, having a sabbat that sabbatical weekly. Um, you know, being able to um, schedule, like you said, schedule those things like with my family and mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Uh, but but it, and not feeling bad for not for saying no. Um, mm -hmm. I think sometimes, especially in ministry, we're like, yeah, should I do it? I want to be there. But uh, but it's OK. Like, again, you know, they have a savior and I'm not it. And uh, it doesn't matter you know, what I do is it's God's power, you know, working yeah. through us. So uh, that's been really helpful for me um, to be really open about um about rest and mental health and encouraging that uh, in my volunteers like yeah. yo like it's okay um, volunteers can't say no mm -hmm. um, you're not a, um, a a bad you know believable Christian if you if you can't be on every single project every single event um, you know uh, one thing that we do in the summertime is uh, I have one on ones with every single volunteer and basically I give them a chance to opt out opt out of youth ministry you know um because you all know youth ministry is like it's it can be taxing you know um but to give people a chance to say hey you know i get to opt out you know it's not perpetual service yeah. you know once you become a youth leader um and what i found is most people when you give them the option to opt out they never opt out because it's like no i, I want to be here and so um really valuing uh rest and 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 
um, and, and raising um, that as a, a standard of youth yeah. ministry. Like gone are the days of wearing, hey, I've been working in youth ministry all for seven days a week, like wearing it as a badge of honor. Like, yeah. like yo, bro, go sit, go rest, <laughs> you know? And I think um, that, 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 that was a part of the youth ministry culture. Like just keep going, yeah. keep going. But the reality of it is, even Jesus, you know, yeah. was just like, yo, like, um, come unto me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think it's important. Those are some of the things that I do and really changing the narrative that, like, rest is not, you know, it's not even, it, you really need it. You have to have it. So, yeah. And you saying all that, you know, makes me think that our, the youth that we work with are just as busy in different ways. But I think it's important that we are examples of that, of, you know, not only continuing, you know, spiritual growth on our own. And obviously we're all working to do that in our own lives and in the youth we're working with in their lives, but also, yeah, just taking time and saying, you know, the kids, they're just, they are busy. And sometimes I'm just like, are are you tired? You know, I mean, you've been going and going. And so just being examples of resting and taking time for ourselves in a way that's not just taking time and taking a shower and going to bed, you know, more than that of like, moments yeah. of peace and yeah yeah it's not a it's not a kingdom principle i mean it's a cultural principle mm-hmm. to keep going keep grinding team no sleep yeah. you know <laughs> you know i mean that's a cultural principle but in the kingdom man god's like yo like it's it's on me yeah you know your success is on me your um your growth is going to be on me you know if you remain in me mm-hmm. and i remain in you then you will bear much fruit you know i'm bringing the fruit you just remain you know and so um, but our kids have heard, like you said, hey, man, I got to keep going. I got to be on the debate team and the, mm-hmm. the football team and this team. And I'm just like, yo, like, but all good and perfect things come from him. And mm-hmm. so in the kingdom, our dependence is on him and not on what we can do um, yeah. versus culture that says you got to keep doing, keep doing, keep doing to level up and keep going. And so, um, so yeah, that's rest is so important um, because it removes our dependence on us and puts the dependence back on, on Christ. Yeah, and you're right, it's absolutely a good example to set that if we can't take our own mental health seriously, if we can't take our own rest seriously, how do we expect to teach and show yeah. youth how to do that and take it seriously for them? We had a conversation uh, with our formation team at Calvary the other day about um, you know Mary and Martha, mm. right? When Jesus mm. said, look at what Mary is doing, she is choosing the better way than going and going and going. And I express, you know, in youth ministry, sometimes I feel like I'm not doing the right thing if I'm not going and going and going. But no one expects that, right? People expect you to say, I'm too tired, I need to take a step back. I actually cannot do that. Thank you so much for considering me, but I don't have it on my plate right now. And people I have found are always receptive and honoring boundaries. I think it's, I'm really blessed to work in a church where I feel like my boundaries are respected and people, when I say no, they're never mad at me, even though I may have made up in my mind that they will be. And I think you're right, it's great to show them that, you know, rest is important, mental health is important. This is what we do for them by taking it seriously for us. Oh yeah, no doubt, 100%. Yeah. Do you have um, like a favorite? We've talked about some of the like traveling. Um, a favorite? I don't know if the conferences you do are like annual or if it's more um, like how those work. But kind of like maybe a favorite one that does happen every year, or just like a favorite trip or story from one of those events. Oh man, um, Denver is always cool just right. because like I mean it's, it's 
I mean, it's just beautiful. Like Denver, like I mean, it's a screensaver every time you go, <laughs> right? Um, but you know, um, and there's so many stories of. Um, well, well, I, I do have one. Like so, at the end of um, one of the conferences, um, after we, you know, kind of trained them on what the gospel is, what does it mean to share it, what is the the mission you have. Usually, the work doesn't start until they leave, right? For sure, yeah. Of course, like you know, we can have this great time together. We all are synergetic. You know, we all are believers. But it it starts when we get back to around our friends, and so. But um, one of the moments that that I really am just like always moved by is um, there's a commissioning part where um, the youth leader gets to anoint each one of his or hers um, students, um, and that's so powerful. But what's even more uh, just amazing is then the student gets a chance to turn around and anoint their youth leader. Wow. Bro, like, I'm like, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, it's so, it's powerful, I mean, to see these youth leaders become broken because mm-hmm. you you work in youth ministry. Sometimes you may never hear a kid say thank you. Yeah. You may never hear a kid, you all know. All that pizza. All that pizza, <laughs> and you're not going to say thank you, you know. But to see these kids turn around and literally lay hands on their, I mean, the leader is just like, this is why I do it. Mm-hmm. This is why I do it. Yeah. For this moment right here. And it is it is powerful. And um man, you just I mean, leaders are just on fire when they're ready. And it gives them like this it fills them up for like another ten years because like, yo, I thought I was gonna quit, but man, man, that kid decided that man, what I've been doing pointing to him was worth it. Mm-hmm. And um they, they had the uh the desire to to return that. And so man, that those moments are really just like really dope for me. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That's right what it's all you. about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had a, a youth event last week called Serve 901, and it was yeah, yeah. it was a Thursday. We were cleaning up. We were getting ready to be done. They were going to go home, and I had a kid come up to me and give me just a thank you letter, mm. just a really simple thank you, and I I cried. Yeah. <laughs> it's just those you got to cry. <laughs> that you know, and then I remind myself this such this small token why we do is it. so yeah. meaningful to me. I have to quit short selling the things that I could be doing for other people, mm. right? That's a reminder for me to do for others as people have done for me. Um, but yeah, I sat there in the mural room at Calvary Episcopal and cried <laughs> over a thank you letter. Oh my goodness! I man. think yeah, so much. I mean. At least in my own life, I really try to look, you know, without sounding super cheesy, but look for those little moments that, but I have learned in this job that that's really the only way to get by is by taking a moment to cry about a little thank you note or, you know, I, it was funny you said that I got, I checked my box at work before. Um, I came down here today and I had a letter from one of our girls who's at camp and I was like, you didn't have to write me a letter from camp, but yeah. you know, just like this is what we've been doing and I can't wait and I'm most looking forward to Sunday school, start back. And so it's just those moments and it's not a big thing at all. It's just wow. these small moments, but it really does, um, it makes it worth it. And yeah. so it makes it also just, it's a good reminder of like, okay, maybe something is working. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep. You were at camp thinking about church, and that's nice. That's dope. So, dope. so yeah, um, it's all those in between times. Mm-hmm. We talk a lot about what we've missed over this past year and a half in the pandemic, and honestly, for me, it's bumping into people between services yep. or the conversation over coffee before anything gets going. Yep. It's the 
the coffee before school that I miss. It's those in betweens yeah. yeah. that are so meaningful, and that's community. Yeah, and that's why that's why that scripture is like like don't forsake gathering. Like it's not about like yo, you got to be in church every time the door load. Don't forsake being together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That because that you need that. Like you need that opportunity to bump into each other. You know, to challenge each other, to to spur one another along. Like yo, don't give up. I know it's hard, but you can do this. I did it. The last thing didn't kill you, so this won't will either. Yeah. So, um, so that that's that's so important that we we had those moments to be able to just man bump into one another. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've talked a good bit about the work, Gerald, that you are doing outside of Memphis, but I also would like to hear. Um, just youth minister to youth minister, kind of what your programs look like locally yeah. at your church and um, how y'all are, you know, just kind of week to week or however that. So, yeah, uh, I think um, some of the things that we do uh, on a, you know, kind of week to week base right now, we're in summertime. So our summer schedule looks a little different. Yeah. Everything that we do is pretty much out and about. Like we have a thing we call uh, word on the street. Uh, so basically what we'll do is we'll just shoot out a quick mass text to all of the students. And it's like uh, it's like when Bible study meets uh, a flash mob, you know. So basically uh, the kids pull up at the spot that we text them. Uh, I think the first one we did this year was uh, at a. Uh, the Taco Nagas truck out in Cordova. Uh, so we all pulled up there. Uh, make sure you bring a chair, uh, full out chair. And so we had Bible study right there in the parking lot and then went over to the taco truck and just smashed some tacos. And so um, really cool uh, event during the summertime or just time to gather, still share the gospel, stuff like that. Um, uh, and so that's kind of what our summer, you know, kind of deal looks like. Um, we're really big on, you know, relation and um, really kind of coming together in that time. But during the, during the fall, um, um, which is probably backwards, I think. You know, we do a lot of more relational stuff um, during the summertime, but in the fall, like, it's go time. Like, it's, uh, again, because I tell you, I, I feel like the very place that they should be equipped and four is their schools. So um, we're doing a lot of equipping, um, you know, discipling uh, during the fall to prepare them to use their schools as a mission field. Like, um, like you know, this ain't the time for you to be playing chubby wombo, whatever that is. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, so so we have um, we have what we uh, do. Uh, we kind of do youth and young adult ministry. So. So uh, on Wednesday nights, of course, uh, we'll do uh, youth ministry. We call it The Way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, um, we uh, small groups, small groups happen on, on Wednesday nights. Um, and then Tuesday nights, we have a young adult ministry um, that we do for young adults. And then on Sunday, uh, newly changed <laughs> program. Um, uh, we call it the uh, the alternative. Um, we're battling between. Maybe y'all can help us. We're <laughs> battling between a name. We calling it. I like Sanctuary Sunday. Oh. Um, but uh, they like the alternative. I don't know. But <laughs> so we're battling on that. Yeah, um, I do the both. They both sound great. <laughs> I know, man. I just like. Oh, anyway. But um, so Sunday night. So we moved. We used to do Sunday morning programming. Um, while while parents were in worship, mm-hmm. we would have um. Uh, what's dope about our church is we have uh, our own youth campus. Mm-hmm. So um, if you've ever driven in Hickory Hill, there's a bubble building that looks kind of it looks like a bubble. Everybody calls it the bubble. Um, our students have youth campus there um, while, you know, parents, would you know, drop them off there or they so get nice. shuttled up. Yeah. So they're not in the same place. So we would normally do that um, Sunday mornings. But we've changed that uh, during the pandemic. We just had a time to think and just, you know what, the average teenager is not really 
if, if they are up on Sunday mornings at 9.30, they are, they're made to be up, most of them anyway. Yeah. So we say, well, what if we just did, you know, Sunday evening worship? And so we've changed that to a Sunday evening to at 5.30. So uh, the alternative or Sanctuary yeah. Sunday um, uh, is going to be happening uh, at 5.30 uh, on Sunday evenings uh, at the bubble. And uh, we just feel like that that's going to engage um, a different, not just what we con- would consider church kids. Uh, it's going to engage students, you know, all over our community that necessarily wouldn't be awake at 9.30 or 8.30 yeah. in the morning yeah. uh, or even 10.30. Um, and so that's what that would look like. And so yeah. we engaging those things um we do a lot of um we do a lot of campus ministry Mm -hmm. so we're in the schools we're on their campuses um but more than that um we're equipping the students to do ministry on their campuses um again i i can't be at every single youth you know uh school so what we want to do is make sure that those students are equipped um with the gospel um and, and creating those you know prayer groups you know gospel groups, Bible studies on their campuses, and I don't need to. And if they just bring them to the youth ministry, then we'll have a dope lock-in with all those kids. Yeah. So <laughs> love that's it. Kind of, that's yeah. kind of what our program looks like. I'm gl- I love to hear about that because, honestly, it makes me think that we should have these conversations more often. You know, we're all doing – we all have the same common goal with the same work, oh, yeah. the same – you know, age groups of people. And so it's just so nice to just sit around a table and talk about, you know, we could probably talk all day about just ideas and what we're doing, but this has been so nice to to just have this time. Oh yeah, Um, man, this is cool. Yeah. So close us out. We have a short portion that, um, with Bishop Phoebe, it's typically stump the Bishop, but we are (laughs) doing a little, ask me anything rapid fire questions. So, um, I'll just ask them and we can all just go around and say our answer. So the first, one is uh, Central Barbecue or Rendezvous? Central. Central all the way? Central. <laughs> Dodgeball or kickball? Kickball. I would like to pass out water during this. <laughs> Thank you so much for asking. Yeah. Kickball. I got to go with kickball. Um, icebreakers or board games? Icebreakers. I think icebreakers for me too. Yeah. I like a board game. Mm, oh. <laughs> um, lock-in or road trip? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Just kidding. I gotta go with the road trip. Lock is a from I don't somewhere else. <laughs> I think I'm right there with road trip. There's something like uh, passing the ox cord to yeah. a youth and learning a lot of new songs. Yeah. I think it might be my favorite part. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm a road trip girl. Yeah. Cool. So glad we're in that together. Kids, y'all didn't hear me say that, but road trips are. Yeah, we will do a lock in. We promise. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and Gabby, do you have a last? It can be, you know, a um, would you rather or any kind of question for us? I think I do have a question for everybody. Uh, what gives you hope? Ooh, just laying it all out there. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of kids going after God, like for real. And so I don't care what they say, man. Like this generation is serious about Christ and serious about um, his, him and their lives. And so that just gives me hope that, man, we... We're, we're in good hands. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about what's coming. Yeah. Thank you all for playing along, answering our questions. Um, and thanks for listening to Faithfully Memphis. To learn more about the Episcopal Diocese of West Tennessee, go to EWTN.org. Be sure to find Faithfully Memphis on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please like and review so more people can find us. This is Carter. And this is Gabby. And we hope you have a great day. 
And thank you so much, Gerard, for joining us. It was so awesome dope. to talk so to you. And I'm glad I have another colleague and friend now. Yeah, yeah let's this do it. This has been fun, Gerard. Let's go. All right. Love God, love your neighbor. Thanks, y'all. <laughs>